authors. Welcome back. My name is Dario White. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am a sweet romance author and today's topic is on backstory. So this may be a two-part episode once again because we're going to get into some nitty-gritty stuff here about backstory, what it is, when should you use it, should you even use it. But the definition of backstory is basically anything that has happened prior to the first page of your manuscript. And I am referring to Sandra Gerf's book, Show Don't Tell. It's a writer's guide that I use. I've mentioned it before. And that's the definition of backstory. Anything that happened in your character's childhood, maybe anything that happened in their high school years. If you're writing a story that's considered an adult novel and your character's already an adult, anything that happened prior to him or her becoming an adult, that's considered backstory. Anything that's considered the past. So yeah, anything before that first chapter is considered backstory. Now the problem with backstory, while it's okay in some instances, we will get to that, but the problem with backstory is that it kills the suspense. And I will give an example in my manuscript, Match Made Christmas, you guys will see the updated polished version. But when I first submitted it for editing, my editor came back and said, Dari, there's too much info dumping here. And as a writer, you do want your readers to get what's going on. You do want them to understand and we don't want any confusion. But guys, you can't just put all of that on the first page in your book and you definitely don't want to have it all in the first chapter. You want to set up your story with a great hook. We will talk about that in more detail in another episode. And you want to set up with your characters. You want to set up with your setting. You want to have um, some solid descriptions with the five senses and figurative language. And you want to have a lot of showing and, you know, balance that with your telling. So you want to set up your story. Basically, just throw your reader into the story. Not necessarily the inciting incident, because the inciting incident, that is the big dramatic event that propels your book into the main plot. Whereas the hook is that first line that grips your reader. You show them and you show their character, well, your character rather, in their normal world. And then from there, the inciting incident happens. So the first couple of chapters, or maybe even the first, maybe three or four chapters is just you setting up the story. So you don't want to throw all this backstory into that. It's going to bog it down. It kills the suspense and backstory isn't story. It's not. And if it's dumped on readers too soon, they're going to find the pacing slow because it will slow your story down and you don't want that. You want a nice, even rhythm. So how do you reveal backstory? Well, one, Sandra gives some uh, list here. Don't be afraid of unanswered questions. Don't feel like you have to explain everything. You may explain something later on, but don't feel like you have to do it right away. Don't think that you have to give your readers all the information, she says, and you have to explain why your character is acting a certain way. No, delay those answers, she says, and I like that. You want to delay the answers because you want your readers intrigued. Like, okay, why does he, why does he seem a little commitment phobic? Okay, or why does she seem, you know, mistrustful? Okay, what's going on here? They're going to ask those questions as they're reading. Two, anchor your readers in the present first. That's why I said you want a strong hook at the beginning and just throw them into the plot of your story throw them into the normal world of your characters and show them 
who your characters are so that they can become relatable to those characters and that they love your characters in those first few chapters. They may not know everything about them, but maybe they'll see something in them that will make them want to continue to read your story. Another reason, don't dump large blocks of backstory on your reader all at once. Again, they don't want all of that. (laughs) Only reveal bits of backstory that are important to the present. So I think this really does relate to my segment on scenes. When we talked about scenes in a previous episode, if your scenes are moving the story forward, that's what you want to include in your book. And I think backstory can go with that. If you are writing a scene and it triggers something, go ahead and put a little bit of backstory in it. I gave this example once and I'll give it again. There's a scene in my book where a woman is uh, at her desk and she sees an empty space on her desk where there used to be a picture. Right then and there, I do a quick flashback of backstory where that space on the desk used to have a picture of her and her ex-boyfriend. And from there, I kind of share how she felt when they were in a relationship, how she felt when they broke up, but then I go right back into the present. So you can do it like that. If it triggers something, if your scene triggers something, you can go ahead and put a little bit in there, just sprinkle it in a bit, or you can leave it unanswered and you're like, okay, well, why is she staring into empty space? So that's the way to do it. So only reveal bits of backstory that are important to the present. She calls this in another way, an iceberg principle, where you're only giving just a little bit of the tip in a sense. Turn your backstory into a story by bringing the past into the present. Again, if you are writing a scene and it triggers something, you can do that. Or here's another thing, you can reveal backstory through dialogue. You can have your character in a conversation with someone and they can reveal it just in that scene by them talking you can do it that way so don't feel like oh my gosh how am I going to put this in there this needs to be explained I need to expound on this no as you're writing if there are certain triggers that you set off in your writing you think okay I think we can put some right here then go ahead and put it there So we'll take a quick break with this. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about flashbacks in more detail. And then we'll also talk about prologues. So we'll be right back. And welcome back. So we're going to continue on our conversation with backstory. And I didn't touch on this in the first segment, but again, backstory is anything that happened in your character's life right before the first chapter of your manuscript and not just past events but telling your readers what your characters look like I have made this mistake where I have dumped and dumped on descriptions on my character's facial appearances how their eyes look are they almond shaped are their standard eyes full lips thin lips you know brown skin or ivory skin and and I just go and I went into it I'm, I'm trying not to do this now but I just went into this long long thing and my editor's like you don't need that Dar. you don't need that leave some mystery you may want to mention a description here and there but don't give a full page on your character's figure and their body build no your readers really don't care they want to get to this point of the story and also telling readers what the character experiences through their senses setting descriptions so you don't want to get too bogged down with descriptions either maybe just a little bit and then get right into your story or telling readers what the characters are feeling so while all of these are okay you don't want to overwhelm your readers with this in the first chapter of your book that's not good because it's going to slow the story down it's going to kill the suspense and they're going to feel like okay this is just a lot now if they're a faithful reader and they're the type of person that's going to read the story regardless, 
they may get through it with no problem but I think I read somewhere and maybe you guys have heard this too I think you have less than 90 seconds it may be more or less than this but I think you have less than 90 seconds to grab your readers attention as soon as they open your book whether it's a paperback or an ebook form and if you don't have their attention by that first line you've lost them so backstory is dangerous to where it can lose readers and they won't pick up your book again and that may have been their first time looking at you as an author for those of us that are still new to the game and we're still unknown and we don't have bestseller in front of our names if someone takes a chance and reads your story but the mechanics are off and they see all of this stuff and it's just backstory and info dumping they're going to move on to someone else. And we don't want that. We want to grab readers at that first line. We want to grab them and engage them to where they want to read the whole book. And from there, they leave reviews and then the word spreads. So that's what we want. So now that we discussed how to leave some mystery, how to use dialogue to reveal backstory, there's also flashbacks. Now, flashbacks, again, need to be kept short you don't want a page upon page of flashback and definitely be careful in terms of italicizing it I know that can you know mess with the eyes and while it is clear to people like okay this may be happening in the past but you don't want six seven ten pages of italicized words that's going to throw readers off so keep it short I like how Sandra puts if you interrupt the present story for too long readers might have problems settling back into it so only give them a little bit you can take them out of the present for a little bit but then put them right back in don't bring them out for too long don't use flashback scenes in the first third of your novel so like I said in the beginning you don't necessarily want a flashback scene now like I said if it's triggered something you as the author have the last choice on that so if you feel like you know what I know it's in the fourth chapter or or you know what I know it's in the third chapter if you really believe that this is a trigger type of a scene then that's your decision that's between you and your editor but at the end of the day that's your decision if you want to include it make sure your flashback follows a powerful scene in the present if it's following a boring scene readers have no reason to return to the story and again like I said build in triggers build in triggers to where it once that your story calls for it to go back to the past I was trying to think of another line to say but that's the way it is at the start of a flashback immediately orient your reader in time and place let them know how far back you have jumped and where they are also use transition words let the readers know when you're returning to the present for example now Use verb tense to signal the start and the end of a flashback. So assuming your novel is told in the past tense, use past perfect. For example, had seen or had been two or three times when you enter a flashback and then show us the scene. This is Sandra talking here. The scene with action and dialogue in simple past tense. For example, saw. So writing the entire flashback scene in past perfect is going to be too cumbersome that's a little bit too much so only use a few past perfect phrases and then write the rest in past tense I have made that mistake before because I I I thought because it was a past scene that everything had to be in past perfect but that's not necessarily true you want a balance of it so you can do that and of course she gives examples in her book she also says like I said this don't use italics to set off flashbacks and you don't want to use them for long sections. Now with prologues, uh, this is kind of up in air with me. Unless I feel like 
I need to catch my reader up. If there's been like a time lapse, and this is just my personal opinion, this I, I haven't even gotten to Sanders yet. But if I feel like three years have passed, five years have passed, I may write a prologue just to kind of catch the readers up to the present moment especially if I left off a previous story off and then five years have passed in the fictional world of my characters and now I'm writing a sequel to it. That I think is okay. That's my personal opinion. But let's see what Sandra says here. And again, this is just one person's advice. You can research this out and see what works best for you and your story because every story is different. Some prologues, you know, they're just awesome. They suck you right into the story and then you read the rest of the book regardless. So don't take one's opinion and run with it. Find what works best for you. So prologues, according to Sandra's guide here, are separate scenes that take place months, years, decades, or even centuries before the beginning of your story. And they usually reveal something important about the history of the story's world or something that provides context to the story. Now, most literary agents and some readers hate prologues and they frustrate the readers because of the, of the delay in the real beginning of the story, but some writers use them anyway because they're convinced that the reader needs to know this piece of information. Hint, hint, like me. So, she says, I'm not saying you can't write a great prologue that actually works. Most of the time, you're better off without it and you don't really need it. So, unless it's absol- absolutely necessary, unless it's absolutely necessary, prologues may need to be avoided. But in my case with a particular book, I felt like I needed one. And as the author, you make the final decision. It's your call. So, and then, of course, at the end, she lists some exercises for you to do. But that is backstory. And if you're like me, you know, you probably didn't fully understand all of the twists and turns and the structure of it. So hopefully you now you have a better understanding of backstory, when to use it, when to avoid it. Some writers even say avoid backstory as much as possible unless you absolutely need it because of a trigger or because of a, a particular scene that you've written and you need to do a quick flashback. That's different, but don't feel like you have to explain everything. Let your reader enjoy the book and just throw them into the story. So I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. Next time, we're going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm kind of going to mesh the topic of writing and music. You guys know that I play the piano by ear. And I'm going to talk about how I've used the principles with music and how I relate it to my writing in terms of commitment, consistency, practice, and hard work. So that's going to kind of be an up and air topic with me. And plus, you get to know a little bit more about me in the music world. So I'm so grateful that you guys tune in. And remember, if you wrote a book, it's already unique because you wrote it. No one can write a book like you. So God bless. And I'll talk to you all later. Bye.